What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde. We're back with the Notre Dame football show here on YouTube. Pod like a champion for those folks listening via podcasts. Mr. Hyde, how are you doing, my friend? What's new in your world? Doing good. Happy uh, Taco Tuesday out there to everybody and uh, enjoying the life. Getting ready for a little Notre Dame. So, no, it's, it's odd. You know, when we take a week off, it feels, uh, feels like a month sometimes. So, it's good to get back in the groove here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was out last week on a cruise and uh, I, I have a, like, I think I have to be up at like 3 a.m. 3 on Thursday for a flight to Florida. Uh, I have a, a funeral to go to. Um, and yeah, I was like, I am not going to do the Wednesday show. Cause you know, after the show wins and I do some different editing stuff, you know, so I'm like, I probably won't be done with this until like 10 o'clock or something. So I was like, you know, let's just do it Tuesday of this week. Okay. So I appreciate your time. I will say cruising. It's overrated. Yeah. I don't, Tim, have you ever been on a cruise? Uh, been on a ship in the Marines. Does that count? Uh, no. Crossing, crossing multiple oceans to uh, Eastern Africa, that doesn't count? Uh, no, <laughs> it does not. It counts for a whole different thing, which is amazing. Okay. Oh, uh, and Tim, you know, I appreciate your service, but uh, yeah. Um, Jay Carr says, Mike got the unlimited drinks option. I actually did not, and I kind of regret it. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's that's a whole different discussion for a different day. Uh, Domer Wap, happy Tuesday evening. Um, yeah, cruising is fun. Now my wife's already talking about a cruise for next year, but that's more like a, a Mediterranean cruise. So that's sightseeing. That that's totally different for me. Like let's let's absolutely. I have a few friends that have done the uh, Alaska one. I've heard that is like the best. Yeah. So I got a handful of friends that have done that. It's like ten days and just different part of the world. So that sounds like a lot of fun from what I've heard. All right, folks, before we dive into today's show, and it's going to be mainly recruiting and then um, transfer portal recruiting as well. So I guess 100% recruiting. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Devin Ford, the Penn State running back transfer uh, who committed to the Irish last week. And then some big defensive line recruiting updates. And then, Tim, I know you've been running around all day. Also have a big official visitor that Blue and Gold had that scoop on it, what, about an hour and a half, two hours before we started recording this live show. Um, so Tim, I don't know if, if you've been paying attention, but no, I, I don't know. you're going to like it. Okay. You're going to like it. There's some big scoop that we, uh, you know, reported at Blue and Gold. And as always, folks, please do hit that thumbs up on this video um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. Head over to blueandgold.com, $29.99 to unlock premium access for six months. And if you're listening via podcast, please rate, like, five-star review, all of that good stuff, please. Go ahead and do that. All right, before we dive into the show, uh, let's hear from our sponsors over at My Perfect Franchise. If you are a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, or if you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, well, Andy Ludicky can help you. He is a huge college sports fan and a franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses himself. Using his expertise, Andy helps find others find their American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation evaluation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands, and best of all, his services are 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. All right, Mr. Hyde, a player in Notre Dame's 2024 class, who I know you liked a lot, Owen Wafel announced his decommitment from the Irish 
um, as I was somewhere uh, in the Bahamas last week. You can already see he's turning towards Michigan, taking an official there this month. Got a you know feeling that he's probably going to end up with the Wolverines and former Notre Dame defensive line coach Mike Elson. Tim, your reaction to this news when you first saw it? Actually, my first thought was Notre Dame kind of did this to Michigan last year, correct? And Michigan, it seems like going after what they got Troyori, Houston. I know uh, Mike Elson tried getting Vernon. Now this year they got the Smith twins. They go get Owen Wayful. You know, obviously they're all over. Justin Scott's going to get an official visit. So I was, I was flat out stunned. I'll be brutally honest with you. I think he's a good football player. You know, I was stunned. I was, I was really stunned because once again, we, you know, the second thought was Davion Dixon. It's like you get these, these early D tackle guys that commit in that early spring and you're like, Oh man, don't tell me he's going to be gone now from 25, right? These long 18 month recruiting processes are exhausting Mike, but a uh, good football player. You hate to see him go because you never have enough defensive linemen. I'm just a firm believer in that you over recruit that position more than any other. And um, it's, it stinks and he's going to go to Michigan, son of a gun. But what about your blue chip ratio? He's just a little three-star, Tim. Hey, what is he, 400? So he goes down a couple, but yeah, exactly. Hey, speaking of that, yeah, the blue chip did go up, actually, when uh, when he decommitted. How funny is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, you know the meme template where it's a guy and there's two red buttons and he's sweating and he doesn't yeah, oh, I love it. I love that. So it's like one red button is, you know, Tim doesn't want to lose Tim or lose Owen Wayful. And the other yeah. one is, you know, but he boosts the blue chip ratio. Tim's sweating and doesn't know which one to pick. That's what's happening right oh. here. You know what, though? Real quick, it's um, I've I've been creating like a little uh, Tim High data index here. And it is fascinating how many guys are successful in the 400s at Notre Dame compared to those 500 and lower. Huge, huge difference. I know, you know, people don't, you know, numbers and stars don't matter, but yeah, something about Notre Dame numbers and history, they do add up, but uh, no, he's, he's a good football player. And I guess just reading between the lines, Michigan's been on him nonstop, wants to check it out and things happen, right? In, in this crazy recruiting world. So it's a loss. I mean, you just watch his film. He's got a high motor. He's a guy that could definitely play at Notre Dame. So it's, uh, it's, it stinks. That, that was that was my initial two minute thoughts on it. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Notre Dame lacrosse, won a national championship. Yeah. How about that, Sam? I'm not a big lacrosse guy, and I watched I watched the entire second half. Had that thing going on. It was awesome. Did you know what was happening other than that? Yeah, I mean, I, it's lacrosse. I got a bunch of football players that play lacrosse, so I'm not gonna you know go hang out in the stands and buy a ticket or whatnot. But obviously, when it's on, it's on, and it was very exciting to watch. That place was rocking. Notre Dame fans, so. Awesome atmosphere, and you get a national championship. Not too bad. No. Yeah, especially a coach has been there, I think it says since 89. You start doing all the numbers, and uh, I saw – you got to love Twitter. People on Twitter talking about, you know, he's the curse because since he's been at Notre Dame, they haven't won a football championship talking about the coach. So I thought that was funny. Just all these little interesting tidbits, people out there, and then lacrosse, lacrosse wins a title before Notre Dame's last one, so – that's a kicker. Football. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on, football. Yeah. I still, back. I still count 93. All the old time guys out there know what I'm talking about. 
I'm counting 93. I don't care what anyone says. Go back to Wayful. You know, I, I wrote about this a good bit in, uh, you know, the gold standard at blueandgold.com. And, um, of course, you know, you can just go to the websites. The uh, current front page is dominated by Mike Singer headlines here. And there's your uh, sneak peek, Tim, on uh, what I was Ooh, talking about earlier for folks watching you on YouTube. Uh, but podcast audience, guys, will have to hear about it in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I wrote the gold standard. And, uh, yeah, you can see this first little paragraph here. Yeah, I kind of wrote what happened with the Owen Wayful situation and just a little tidbit. I just think that this was something that Tim, you know, and oftentimes we'll just in recruiting, we'll just say, listen, it, it, things just kind of work themselves out. Th- this is one of those situations like Notre Dame. I don't know. I mean, when they took Wayful's commitment, it was very early. Uh, I don't know if they were like, Hey, this guy's going to beef into a nose tackle. I mean, look at his dad, but I, you know, I know they wanted a nose tackle in this class. Justin Scott could definitely fill that, right? Like the, the, he's six five, three hundred ten pounds right now. He can, you know, play any. He can, and his athleticism, Justin Scott can play, you know, nose or three tech. But you can't guarantee that you're going to land Justin Scott. So I don't think they want to take five. So it just kind of worked out that. They want a true nose. They have the three edges, or you know, Vipers committed, defensive ends, um, and, and Logan Thomas, Cole Mullins, and, and Bryce Young. So, like, man, we need a nose. Even though Notre Dame feels good about getting Justin Scott, you still need a nose. Oh, and Owen Wafel, who's more of a three technique, is now wanting to visit Michigan. I think it's not that like Notre Dame didn't want Wafel, and or not that Wafel's not a good player, but I just think it worked out for both parties here. And now which kind of leads us into uh, our next topic, Tim. Uh, Sean Sevellano, I-, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, is announcing a commitment Friday. It's kind of like, oh, it's funny how these things, um, you know, come together really quickly. Um, it's like Wayful decommits, and then, oh, Notre Dame's trending for Sean Sevellano um, out of, uh, he's from, I believe, Winnipeg, Canada, and currently plays for Clearwater Academy International, which regularly it's it's one of those you know it's one of those schools that regularly gets players from Canada, um, so yeah he's announcing his commitment Friday at noon Eastern, and Notre Dame looks to be the favorite. Quick thoughts on on this Tim, what would you you know think about this? Because this is a true nose six one and a half, three hundred twenty five pounds. He's a big boy. He does not have the highest ranking right number eight hundred seventy nine player number eighty two defensive lineman. But, you know, his offer list includes Notre Dame, Ohio State, Auburn, Miami, Wake, Cincy, Stanford, Indiana, Maryland, West Virginia. Like, it's a, it's it's not a, you know, a number 800 overall player offer list. So, yeah, just thoughts on this, Tim? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're obviously now asking, who do you want, Wafel or Sean? And at least when I watch film, I think Owen Wafel's a much better football player. That's just what I see on film. So that this Wafel can't play nose. I mean, Wafel's what going to be six three? What is he two eighty ish right now? How, yeah, how is he not going to be three hundred pounds? It's not like you need him next year to come in and start as a true freshman. I think Owen Wafel's a better football player. Notre Dame, obviously, they get paid more money than you and I combined, I think. I hey, think. hey, hey, Tim, don't underestimate your salary here. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is what it is. 
And maybe it's one of those things like you're saying, Wayful was like, hey, I really want to look at Michigan. And they're like, we don't want to deal with this hassle. Go ahead. We'll take Sean and, uh, you know, nose for nose, you know, whatever you think. Because I think of Wayful came, I've always called him a nose guard. Just by the way his film is, his body, his tenacity, I always figured him to be a nose guard coming to Notre Dame. So, no, but Sean's nice. His film's nice. I've watched a little bit of a – he's got a bunch of games on YouTube, you know, full games I've watched. He was a team captain as a junior, which was interesting. I saw him go out there for the coin flip and whatnot. I saw him play – me, I saw him play a lot more offense than I did defense. The couple of the games I spot shadow, he was the center. So I only saw him play a little bit of D-tackle. So you got to watch his highlight to get more of his defensive film. So he's a big, big body. And, you know, you know me, I like to say D lineman, you come in, redshirt them, see where they're at that first spring, find a spot for them. And then hopefully by year three, they're in that rotation. I think that's what we're starting to see with some of these recruits, you know, over the last four or five years. Yep. So that's Sean Sevillano who uh, is uh, announcing his commitment Friday. We did do a video on this already at Blue and Gold, but um, yeah, just, you know, yeah. pulling Logan Thomas, 6'3", 210 pounds. Um, I mean, he's already like one of the – I think he's like the number three highest-ranked player in Notre Dame's class yeah. right now. Um, to, you got to really like the defensive end board and the commitments they have. Um, it mm-hmm. certainly looks like a, you got Cole Mullins, Logan Thomas, and Bryce Young committed. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of like Elijah Rushing – um, or, or bust for you know who could be that you know fourth defensive end um you know they, they still could go after like a Malachi Williams or not or, or someone else remains to be seen but just kind of thoughts about defensive end recruiting specifically Tim yeah I mean I've you know I look at it this year and you go back you you start looking at you know Freeman I'm starting to just you know you start looking at Marcus Freeman recruiting and you know with, with Logan Thomas now you know a little under the radar nugget is this three straight years, Mike, that Notre Dame is bringing in top 200. They're not getting the high echelon. They're not getting those top 100 dudes year in and year out. But three straight years of top 200, you know, defensive ends. You know, Ford, they moved inside. Then obviously you still got Aiden Gobira. You know, last year you had, you know, Brennan Vernon. Bubakar Treyor was a couple right outside the top 200. So he's right there. And then you go Thomas, which I think is a heck of a one. And then Bryce Young, you got it. If there's one recruit that Notre Dame's going to sign in their 25-man class, he's got to be the one that the head-scratcher of he's got to move up. That guy is freakish film. He's going to he's camp like crazy, unbelievable athleticism, you know, testing off the charts, and you just expect him to go out there and be a man-child his senior year. I would not be surprised if he jumps up tremendously into his senior year once he gets films and goes to an all-star game. So it has been night and day compared to where it was the previous three, four, five years. Because really the last great D-line class was the 16 one, which produced a bunch. Foskey was in 19, but then it's just been a hit and miss of a bunch of guys. So Logan Thomas is a biggie. Katie, Texas, you know, Mike, is great high school football in that greater Houston. So when's the last time Notre Dame pulled a oh Micah Bell last year. Yeah. But still it's not a it's not yeah. super heavy for Notre Dame in Houston, I feel like. No, exactly. For you know high end D top one, you know, top 100 DNs has been Travis Lyko, which was you know back in 2002. 
So you're talking a long time since Notre Dame's gone in there for a Texas and Oklahoma, one of those types of, you know, blue blood programs in that region and gotten in and yanked him away. So big, big win for coach Freeman and the, and the staff on Logan Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I think in 2002, Mike Singer was uh, just starting to read Harry Potter. I mean, you know, when I was, uh, what, how old have I been? Eight or nine years old. Yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been a minute and I'm turning 30 soon. So yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, and then, uh, Justin Scott announced the top five. Usually when, you know, a five-star announces the top five, it's like, whoa, but this one was like the most anticipated top five ever. I mean, it, he already has four officials set up. Let me read them for you guys. Uh, Georgia this weekend, and then he goes to Michigan the, the following weekend, Miami the 16th, and then Ohio State. Those four schools made his his top five, along with, of course, Notre Dame, which uh, we believe will host him for the Ohio State game uh, in the fall. So that's the top five for Justin Scott. Again, really not much of a surprise. But, uh, yeah, Tim, you want to – I don't know what else we can say about this five-star talent that we haven't already said, uh, but well, – No, no, I was going to say, you know, real quick, uh, he never – did he go to Georgia unofficially or is this going to be his first time going to Georgia? I don't – he he never did it in the unofficial. Yeah, he hasn't done it unofficial right there. So, yeah, so this will be his first time there. I know everyone is always worried about Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, I, I remember a report that he was going to go there in April, but never I don't remember. I, I guess it maybe it, it fell apart. Yeah, never Miami, Miami again, you know, because I know he's been down there and, and been hot on them. So you got your two Southern schools, you got two Midwestern schools, and you got Notre Dame, like, don't forget us. So, yeah, I, man, me personally, he's only been to Notre Dame twice, right? Last three. summer, three. I'm thinking barbecue. I'm sure he went to a game as a freshman or sophomore, but he went to the big barbecue last summer, and then he went to a – Spring practice, right? Yep. Yep. So I hope they could find a way to get him in June to come up for a day and just say hi. I think it's – is it yeah. going to happen? I don't know, but it, it's huge. That's a long time. you got to I'm, – I'm, I'm just reading the tea leaves, reading between the lines and all that stuff. He's taken four officials. July, I think you've reported what – July and August are dead periods, correct, Mike? So yeah, just the end of July, you could take a week-long – there's a week-long unofficial visit period. Unofficial, exactly, but no officials. So, like you're saying, they're gonna they're not gonna do official visits for Tennessee State and stuff like that. So, you're gonna do the Buckeyes. That's a long period of not visiting the <laughs> exactly a long period of not visiting South Bend, Indiana. The and odds, an hour and a half drive. The odds of him committing somewhere is probably high. I would I would say between now or let's you know by the end of his visits. In August 1st, when he starts his own training camp. So Notre Dame's going to have to flip him. Notre Dame's going to have to turn him. Notre Dame's going to have to do what? Unless they get him on campus in June for an unofficial. Yes, 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 yes. That is the key to get him on. If he doesn't come in June and he commits somewhere, sure, they get they have a shot with the Ohio State game. But then then you get, you're putting all your eggs into that one three-hour window, so to speak. So. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They got to get him in June. They got they got to find a way to have Aunt Sally get him in the car and drive him up for a day. I've already works at Starbucks. It's like get his buddy on a break, cruise over to uh, <laughs> get his buddy on a break. Yeah, and just like hey, let's go say hi real quick. So 
they got to find a way to get him up for some random Wednesday in June to say hi. That's, it's big It's big for his recruitment. Because like you said, that's a long, long window when all these other schools are pounding him nonstop. And he's spending, what, three days at all these campuses officially visiting. So it's it's going to be an uphill climb. I right, got a comment here. Uh, Andrew asked, Mike, are you trending away on Scott? I did write about him in the Gold Standard article that I talked about earlier um, in tonight's show. I, I still like Notre Dame for him. Um, talked to Notre Dame source and 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 you know folks in, in South Bend believe that Miami and, and Notre Dame are the top two contenders, but I don't. It, this is just one of. The, I mean, it's it's one of those recruitments. Like, how many times have we seen this one? Like. It's tough to read. It's tough to read. Not saying that like, oh, this is going to be like a Peyton Bowen, Keenan Keeley, or you know, Notre Dame fights and fights and you know, it's. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And it could be like a Jeremiah Love. Like I, I don't know. Where you know Notre Dame lands a commitment from this elite talent, and then the SEC comes calling, and Notre Dame holds on to him. But with Jeremiah Love, you know, A and M and Georgia were going hard. Michigan going hard after him late in the process after he committed in October, you know, November, December, those schools are going after Jeremiah Love, the, the running back from St. Louis who they are signed in December. But no one talks about that, right? Like not, no, the fan base isn't always talking about Jeremiah Love. Oh my gosh, look how he signed. What do we, what does everyone talk about? The ones you lost. Cause it's just, it's just how it goes. And, and you know, Bowen and Keeley had the five star attached to their name. Whereas love, in my opinion, is that caliber of a prospect, but just doesn't have the five star. So, um, a long way to say, I just can't be too confident either. No matter any direction on Scott, I just been in this business for too long to to feel overly confident um, with this kind of recruitment, this high profile. And, uh, it, and well, it goes back, Mike, to just you know your you know your slogan, which you know follow the visits, you know, and it's like. He's visiting everywhere else, especially, you know, Miami. And if you're saying he's going to come down to Miami, Notre Dame, is I, I like to, you know, be a, on on three. The best thing about on three, I've said a thousand times, is you could go to other message boards and read their stuff. It's like the Michigan people think it's Michigan and Miami. They don't think Notre Dame's a player. So that's what their inside guys are saying. Then you got Ohio State, who might have the best D-line coach who's producing talent out there like crazy along with Georgia is going to have a shot at him. Who's to say Ohio State? James Laronitis, right? Does he have his cell phone since he's, you know, all over every other Notre Dame guy? It's tough, man, because if Notre Dame's not getting him in June. So Ohio State's always I, – I know it's not mentioned much, but, I mean, they're – I mean, they have a big need for that. So who's to say what happens with them? The Miami thing is interesting, but then I guess he's got a high school buddy. It's, I've seen reports out there. He's got a high school buddy that's going there, and that's been a huge thing. So it's always a buddy and a girlfriend, right, Mike? It's always something <laughs> like that, or some uncle in the back saying, "What do you got for me?" So it's one of those three. What you know, if you got one of those three, oh boy, it's always a or a fourth thing. mom, <laughs> right? Mom and uh, wants you close to home, and Notre Dame is the close to home option. Uh, on a related topic, Andrew dropped a super chat. Thank you. Um, says Tim is Al Washington recruiting better than Mike Elston. What do you think about this, Tim? He did last year, right? But <laughs> this year, hey, it's all who you close, right? It's all who. It's all about this class. I mean, we're. I mean, what are we? May thirtieth. So May thirtieth. You know, Logan. Tom, I mean, Logan Thomas is 
what I mean, who's Michigan Hatter? You know, Michigan Hatter. I know it's the Smith twins. I take Logan Smith, Logan Thomas over the Smith twins, you know, Wayful. You know, Bryce Young's better than Owen Wayful. Bryce Young's a heck of a football player. So it's going to be how Notre Dame closes with the two, the two big guys. Elijah Rushing and Justin Scott. Yeah, they don't have Jacob Smith committed yet. No, but I'm just assuming yeah. he's going to go there. So they have Ted Hammond, a four-star from Cincinnati, who Notre Dame had on campus a few times but didn't, didn't offer. offer. He's yeah. a number 389 player, 6'4", 265. And then, it's, you know, Jared Smith, That I mean, as even though some Notre Dame people might want to say, oh, that was a recruiting loss for Notre Dame, they moved off of him. That's fine. People can say that. But it, the fact is Notre Dame wanted them for a really long time. They wanted yeah. them twins, and they didn't. And, and you were even reported, Mike, a month before all that happened, like one of the Smith twins is like liking Michigan more than Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. So it was like out there before all this stuff hit. So I would say Michigan beat out Notre Dame for him. But then, you know, who visited Michigan and really liked Michigan was Bryce Young. Yes. Now they might get way full – now, do you want to chalk that up as a recruiting loss for Notre Dame? I personally wouldn't, but no, I would say, especially if they get Sean. I mean, you got two big interior nose guard type guys. You know, both. You know, I mean, what, as much as I like Wayful on film, it's still the Hun school. Half of his film, he's never blocked because guys don't know how to. So, so there's some old, old linemen he's playing against just don't know how to block, and it's it's running free. But uh, you know, so you go one for one in there. That I could fully understand. Logan Thomas is a heck of a get, and Bryce Young is a heck of a get. So I would take those two over the Michigan guys right yeah. now. But, I mean, to answer the question, I mean, you, Elson was here for so long, and he did a really good job, right? Yeah, I mean, they, he developed some – they had some big misses. Big, big periods of, of, of just not getting guys. But the defensive line at Notre Dame, you know, went from that white whale to, you know, yes. being a strength – like the, the defensive line rotation, but I mean, on paper for, you know, the past class and a half for Washington, I think he's done a pretty good job. And, my, and just in terms of recruiting rankings, I would say he's doing a better job than else, but it's hard to compare because we don't, you can't look at how Washington's recruits and be like, Oh, what have they done? He, the guys he signed in 2023 have not played yet. I mean, what are we going to base this off of? So it's just on paper, and I think the 2023 defensive line class, you know, Vernon, Houston, I mean, it was a really good class, but I mean, rankings wise, it's, it's up there with anything else in yes. Notre Dame. I mean, they had three in the top 250, which had only happened once in the last decade at Notre Dame. So in Houston, Michigan wanted his brothers on the basketball team at Michigan. Yeah. They, they wanted him. They got Traore away. I mean, there was reports that Mike Elson kept calling Vernon all the way up to signing day and Brendan Vernon just didn't answer the phone. So yeah. he tried, 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 tried to flip him, and it just didn't happen. So, yeah, I would say – I would definitely say Al Washington right now, and he's still got some heavyweights to close in on, which Notre Dame's in the in the finalist. That's the key. Yeah. Rushing and Scott. All right, folks, let's uh, hear from our sponsors over at you – know, you know what time it is. It's the Rogue Shop time. Now, it, it's the husband and wife outfit. Mr. Rogue and his wife, Char, are craft cannabis farmers – who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true 
holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Their website to visit is rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U shop.com. They sell everything, folks. CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. Their website has a chat function where you can speak to Mr. Rogue and Char any time of the day. Ask them any questions you may have about their products. Go check out rogueshop.com if you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or have anxiety or stress issues. And you can use the promo code BLOOMINGOLD to get 10% off your order. Again, folks, that is promo code BLOOMINGOLD, one word. Type that in. Get 10% off your order, rogueshop.com. All right, Mr. Hyde, I kind of teased earlier in the show this bigger news that, you know, we broke at Blue and Gold this week. You got to love it. We got the fancy graphic and everything. Caleb Beasley taking an official visit to Notre Dame. Where it's going to it's going to be a little while. Or we're, we're you know, we're talking about 4 months from now. Um, but the Ohio State game. Multiple sources tell Blue and Gold the four-star uh, volunteers commit out of Nashville going to Head to South Bend at the end of September. Uh, Tim, I, you know me, Tim. I don't have the strongest r- reaction on rankings. Right? I know that some people stick to just go bash everyone and say that they, you know, f- your fan media, whatever. Like, oh, um, the, I'm going to die on the rankings hill. For me, it's it's just subjective. These people are trying, doing their best in a, an impossible line of work. Um, to rank everyone accurately, but this this recruitment I will die on. I have no I like I think Beasley's an absolute freak show. I, he's one of the best corners I've ever seen, like in, in person. Look at those four, re- re- real quick, Mike. Just look at the four names right there. You know, in that Tennessee, Notre Dame, Georgia, Clemson. Exactly. Right to your point, it's LSU. <laughs> Just talking about his offers. I mean, guys that produce DBs in the NFL. Look at those schools. I'm telling you, I mean, I liked Notre Dame for him early, and then he commits to Tennessee, and Notre Dame just said, we're not giving up. So Notre Dame is looking to be, you know, the Oklahoma in the Peyton Bowen recruitment, right, where, you know, Notre Dame got Bowen committed early, and Oklahoma's like, no, you belong here, man, and they just kept going after him. Notre Dame's looking to be the Oklahoma here, where Beasley commits to Tennessee early. Now it's going to be tough because, you know, Denton, Texas to, you know, South Bend, Indiana is a ways away. Whereas Nashville and Knoxville, you know, that's going to be a little bit more difficult to Notre Dame to go in and flip this. But I'll give more of my thoughts here. But Tim, are you with me that this kid is he's an elite player? Yes, it's like I'm a big. I mean, how 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 do go back one more, Mike, on, on the sir? How do I mean? Uh, I'm sorry, there, he's not. There's yeah, he's not in the twenties. It's like. Unless, unless we just got to watch more film, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, this I, must be I, a damn good corner class because I try and watch a lot of guys and just you know I, I like seeing who's who and comparing you know top you know guys in the top ten. It's like okay, there's some dudes that are legit. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Caleb Beasley. When you watch his film, he is so I got a. Uh, this is film from when I saw him last year. He, I took this footage. He's listed at five eleven and a half. I don't know why I watch him. I just think he, he looks six two. I'm sure he's not, but he looks so tall and so long on film. He is, he's a blast to watch. And yeah, I mean, it's a long way away, right? Here we are getting ready to, you know, June 1st. We got to wait for the Buckeye game. 
but they're bringing him in officially. So that would be an interesting conversation between him and Coach Heupel at Tennessee, how that all came down, you know, you know, what's their policy. They probably don't care. They're just going to keep on him, you know. But uh, he's a good football player. He is definitely – I would put him in the top 10, 12 corners in the country. He's that good. He's that – He's that athletic with the ball in his hand, you know, when, you know, when you watch his highlights. So he's, you know, guys always, you know, I kid when I say SEC speed, man, he's an SEC corner. He can play anywhere in the country just as his offers show. This would be a huge steal. And it's like, who would you want? You know, that's an interesting, let's say they do steal him, Mike, let's save that for signing day. They steal him and we'll have a conversation. Who is, Who's more important to the class, right? Beasley or Bowen from a year ago, losing and gaining one. I, Beasley's a good football player because I think he's athletic and athletic enough to. If he's not a corner, can he play free safety? Because he's just he looks like a Kyle Hamilton type of a smoothness to him. I guess yeah. I'm trying to say, just outstanding athlete. Yeah, I, I mean, and this this film here, this is Nashville. Um, uh, Lips, Lipscomb Academy, which is a small, it's like smaller ball in, in, in the state of Tennessee. Trent Dilfer was the head coach of this team. This is them playing a 7A team. I believe Milton's a 7A team in the state of Georgia. And uh, I mean, but Milton's, yeah, again, one of the top programs in the state. Lipscomb Academy beat them. I, I want to say this was like 1914. Um, this is the one game last August. I was like, yeah, I, need, I have to go see Caleb Beasley. I was so excited. He did not disappoint. Had a pick in this game uh, again for for folks watching on YouTube or watching this film. Pakai Saudi. It's I always tell you go over to YouTube. Got to watch these shows. Um, Tim, one interesting point that can be raised from all this is well, what about Notre Dame's official visit policy with committed prospects? Which, if you're not familiar with it, just real quick. Since Marcus Freeman became head coach at Notre Dame, the policy was if you're committed here. You can't take an official visit. If you do, we don't see you as a committed recruit. And then um, if you are committed elsewhere, right, you can't be, you know, a hypocrite. If you're committed elsewhere, then, you know, you have to decommit to take an official here. So, actually, Tim, I'll give my thought on this first you, uh, to give you a baseline. Now, is Notre Dame counting on Beasley to decommit and they're keeping their little policy? Are they changing it? Here's my action to this. It's in four months from now. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like this isn't like this little policy. This is all media reported. This is not something like Notre Dame has printed outside the stadium or something. They're not putting this out in a press release, yeah. right? This is something that is not a black and white situation, right? So, yeah, let's ten, all... yeah. yeah, the Ten Commandments of Marcus Freeman exactly. outside of Recruiting coordinating doors is these policies, right? No. So <laughs> I I just I, let's just let's just wait and see. No, I say, I mean, yeah, with the whole policy, whatever, you know, I mean, whatever it is, I I'll be on. I mean, just bring dudes. I don't care if they're committed, uncommitted, committed 16 times. If he's a dude and he wants to visit Notre Dame, bring him in. If they're, I mean, you're not gonna flip a guy unless they visit. So get him to visit. I think that's a big thing. So, especially now in this, man, recruiting is so different than it was just 18 months ago, Mike. And it's like, <laughs> then it was 18 years ago. You got guys signing, don't even show up. Guys signing, leaving in camp, doing a you know middle of spring and whatnot. Just keep bringing in as many guys as you can. If they're committed, 
flip them, do whatever you got to do to go there and um, just keep stacking players. Cause it's, you know, especially now also, um, you know, starting basically September 1st is, you know, unlimited visits. So Caleb Beasy could visit 17 schools within three months if he wants to. So it's like, so make sure you're on one of those visits and uh, to get him. So that's my whole take of this thing. I think it's so, it's a huge message board talk, man. People get in. I mean, Mike, I mean, you'll write an article and then it'll, Mike, is, is, this, is this policy changing? It's like, <laughs> it's, it, it, it is funny. It's, it's more message board fodder than it is, you know, I guess reality out there. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far, but it's, I don't know, a lot of this stuff that people debate about, I just, I don't know, Tim, maybe I just don't. Maybe I should have stronger opinions. Maybe I'd be more interested if I had stronger opinions, but. But, you know, I was going to say, you know, know, last year, you know, and once again, Freeman's only been there, you know, he's been a head coach for a year. So he's changing and and learning and adapting. I mean, last year they they wanted to get the Oklahoma State guy who's, who's, who signed with Ohio State. That was one where they're like, oh, we want you to decommit. And he's like, well, I'm not going to decommit because I want to visit. I got to make sure I got somewhere to go. I don't want to go to Oklahoma State. I want to check out Notre Dame. And they didn't allow him to visit. He goes to Ohio State, decommits that Sunday, and signed with the Buckeyes. So that was, you know, that could be a little thing. We're like, well, he was leaving. Who cares if he decommits? Get him on campus and he'll decommit. So that's uh, that's my old take on that little thing. Gotcha. Um, all right, uh, super chat from Domer Wap, five bucks. Appreciate that, my friend, and uh, glad that you're tuning in. He says, "Why do you think neither Al Golden nor Al Washington have yet to visit Justin Scott in Chicago, a city close to Notre Dame? In your view, is that okay?" So, um, this tweet was from May 18th. Al Washington um, last yeah. stop Chicago. So, yeah, Washington's definitely been to Chicago. I, I literally every year period that Notre Dame's been able to go out on the road. I mean, I, I think in the spring eval period, you can go to a high school twice. Notre Dame went to Chicago, St. Ignatius twice, yeah. like for sure. Um, now, Golden, off the top of my head, I don't know if he has been, but also this is the bump rule time. This isn't home visits. So, you know, it's – Golden has been – and I'll let you go in a second, Tim. Yeah. I, I thought when Al Golden got hired by Notre Dame that it was going to be more like a Harry Heastan deal where Harry didn't really go out on the road recruit. Like he would – stop and see one recruit per day. Like I, I thought that's like, I kind of thought golden has been working his ass off. Golden's going down to Texas. He's in multiple States in the Northeast. He like, he is recruiting hard. I, I So if golden is, hasn't been to Justin Scott's high school yet, what are we going to like? It's what are we going to say? Al golden's lazy here. I'm telling you the guys, I've been shocked by how hard Al golden's been recruiting on the trail. I thought, Oh, he hasn't, been a, an assistant coach for what has it been almost 20 years or something until he got to Notre Dame. I was like, oh, this guy's not going to be recruiting. He's been impressive. So if golden hasn't been to, to St. Ignatius, it's more of, it, it's not on golden. That's, that's gotta be a whole different issue from the top down, but go ahead, no, I was going to say literally the same thing, you know, you did. He's, he's been all over the place. I mean, he's, he's been all over. He's gone out and got, a couple of the commits they got, you know, you know, Bodie Cahoon, he heck, he went and saw Rezac work out. And they're like, how is this guy not have, you know, power five offers offer him today before more come. And they did. So, yeah, exactly. And then they start coming. So yeah, he's been a lot. I don't think that's a biggie. I mean, he, he may have even been by in January when they sent 
like five, six coaches. So, you, you know, we'd have to do a quick little search on that visit way back in January when the very first day after the bowl game, the entire staff goes to Justin Scott's high school. So, yeah, I, I think that's overkill. Those guys are definitely visiting. The biggest point you just said is you're, you're only allowed to go to a school twice. Notre Dame's visit him twice. Yeah, during the spring eval period. Each period yes. has different rules, but um so Notre Dame if if if, if there's we're, we're up there, straws if we're complaining about Al Golden. Oh man, no, but I was gonna say, man, if there's talking points out there that Notre Dame is not putting in the work on Justin Scott, I I find that ridiculous. Yeah, That's no. just my take. Yeah. I mean you can you can question Notre Dame's methods and tactics, but I don't think you can question the work ethic like they're 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 busting their shells. I think you could have maybe with Harry, but I mean, but he got his one a day in, <laughs> and yeah, I mean he, he was Harry. He stand. I mean, yeah, guy got results. Um, yeah, Rob says I didn't know about him grinding. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, guy busted his tail. Um, and Rob also says I think it's a marathon, not a sprint with Scott. I think he wants to stay home and just let it play out. I agree. Um, but yeah, good good conversation. Good conversation. We also have another super chat. Um, from trash who um, always brings good comments. So I love the, um, yeah, I love that. The, that's quite the opposite. Trash drops 10 bucks. Really appreciate that. He says, people say LSU and Oregon brought swagger to college football. I think Notre Dame has plenty of swag, gold helmet, green jerseys, Justin Tuck face mask. Yeah. Um, sponsors for the Vicky zero one. I hope our guys were Vicky zero two and trench. Now your last two sentences there. I am not. I don't think Tim and I have a whole yeah, lot Notre of Dame equipment, guys. <laughs> on equipment. But hell yeah, Notre Dame has swag. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've been doing it now with the green. You know, they're going to do the green jersey game. We're going to get one. The green jersey game this year is Ohio State. You get the Shamrock games. Yeah. I mean, they those. I mean, every time they post the Shamrock thing, Mike talks to recruits and they always mention how they love the helmets, love the uniforms. So, and obviously, Notre Dame's core uniform is iconic as could be so yeah you don't need 1700 helmets to right. make yourself right. cool so right yeah i mean it swagger might is different to different people you know like uh some people think i'm cool i know i don't have one right now but i usually have a neck beard and somehow people still think i'm cool like swagger means different things to different people if you are into iconic and history and uh, and just the brand of Notre Dame, then it's got a lot of damn swag. But if you're if swagger is more about NIL, which Notre Dame also does does well in NIL, um, but you know it's yeah what's uh, yeah what's Alabama's swag? Day. Yeah, how about Alabama? They haven't changed a thing on their uniform in ages, so they're no one ever mentions that. Yeah, the same thing each and every year. All right, Ian Book's brother says uh, Tim High got all the swag. Sorry, Mike. That maybe not Ian Book's brother. Yeah, the guy just looks like Ian Book. I say it every show. Oh, that's right. Josh, gra- glad you're here. So, um, yeah, people always have opinion on the mustard paint. I mean, I'm sorry, you guys are watching the wrong show. Tim and I, we don't care about broadcasters. We don't really yeah. care about uniforms. We I'm just like football. football. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm watching, I'm watching football. football. I'm not worried about the socks. Are they knee high? Do they have a stripe? It's you know. I'll look at it on a photo on Twitter, but yeah, when the game's going on, I'm watching the ball game. Domer Wap, you are good, man. Appreciate the comments and the super chat. Always love having you um, in our show. Okay. I think we're caught up on super chats. Just let me make sure. Yeah. So really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, 
Appreciate you guys tuning in live with us or watching back. Please do um, hit that thumbs up on our video here. Helps grow us. And uh, subscribe to our channel, of course. Um, and uh, if you like this show and you like our YouTube content, you will love blueandgold.com. So please do consider signing up on our website, $29.99 to unlock premium access for six months. I tend, sometimes I have to pinch myself. Like I, right now we have something like 260 people watching. It's a Tuesday night in, in May. Like I get to do this for a living. This is... This is the best, man. No, this you're is. right. It, it, it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. The comments are awesome tonight. So, yeah, I mean, we take a week off, and this is – yeah, Bama swag is on the field. I hear you. That's what one guy writes. So. You guys can have the uniform and broadcaster opinions. You guys tell us. We'll pop it on the screen. We'll we'll take your word for it, but just don't. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get it with the first. I mean, that first Notre uh, NBC game, man. You know, it's coming out in our live show, our first post game show. People, it happens every game. The broadcasters? Oh, all the time. We're like, who are the broadcasters this year? Because it changes have, every year. I have no idea. I have no idea. Just tell me where to go. Just yeah. tell me when they're playing. Drop in the YouTube come too, because it changes. It seems like. You know, the Notre Dame games are always a stepping stone for yes. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, your 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 smaller European soccer leagues where it's just you 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 come here, you play for a couple of years, and you go to the bigger European clubs. That's basically what like it seems yeah. like Notre Dame. Kyle recent years. Did Kyle Rudolph do the spring game? He was good. He was that was great. Kyle Rudolph, right? Okay. Yeah, and it was Jason Garrett last year, right? Yeah, Garrett. So and I'm I'm thinking he's out. I I honestly can't. I, I like Ryan Harris, but he does radio. Uh, yeah, really good on the radio. Yeah. All right, Tim. Notre Dame last week landed a commitment. It was a bit of a surprise in that I don't, and I was on a cruise last week, so I don't know for sure, but I don't believe it was like reported that this guy was visiting or or anything like that. But then you just get all out of the blue. Oh, Devin Ford. A uh, former Penn State running back um, is transferring to Notre Dame. Um, 5'11", 200 pounds from Stafford, Virginia. Spent four seasons at Notre or excuse me, Penn State. Statistically, let's see, Tim. Not, not blowing you away. Tw played in 27 games, 133 attempts. 629 yards, six touchdowns um, last year. Um, I, I, well, maybe those stats aren't updated because it looks like he I, uh, on those stats it didn't say 2022. He played. Uh, he did what uh, Jacob Lacey did. He played four games and redshirted. Okay, so seven rushes for 37 yards last year. I yeah. believe he was battling injury. I don't know. Was, I don't know a ton about him. Again, I was I was out last week, but. Um, yeah, out of high school, ranked pretty high. Rivals had him as the nation's number 40 player, number one all-purpose back uh, in the 2019 class. I mean, ESPN 24-7 ranked him highly on three. Wasn't around yet, so they didn't have their own ranking. But uh, ranked really high, um, which everyone tells me that means you're going to be an elite recruit. Ford, though, just hasn't really worked. Um, uh, you know, hasn't, hasn't had that production but when you look, Tim, at uh, Notre Dame's scholarship room, you have Audric Estime, right? That's your bell cow. Yep. That's the guy. Behind him, I think Jadarian Price had four carries last year. or, th or um, no, um, Excuse me, Jabran Payne had like three or four carries last year. Jeremiah Love obviously hasn't stepped on, on a 
on a college campus yet for to start Notre Dame. Uh, he, he gets there in a couple weeks. And Jadarian Price was out last year with with his injury, Achilles injuries, which is a serious injury to recover from. Jabran Payne has a history of injuries. Jeremiah Love is again hasn't even practiced for Notre Dame yet, so it made sense to go get a transfer running back, right? So you didn't need, you know, this elite talent. You didn't need a depth piece. Obviously, you want the best player you can get, but this made sense for Notre Dame. I'm rambling, Tim. What What are your thoughts on on Devin Ford picking Notre Dame? I I mean, with you know, with Logan Diggs leaving, right. I I mean, I the first thing I said was, okay, now Audra Gastame needs to be the 2020 2021 Kyron Williams. He needs to be the horse. He needs to be the guy that's going to be on the field 90 percent of the time. I I think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to see a big rotation. I just don't. You have Sam Hartman. You know, you got some young guys on the interior, so you're going to need someone about – I'm a big believer in running back and pass protecting. I think Notre Dame brought in Sam Hartman to throw the ball 35 times a game. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot this year. I just do. So the ground pound, you know, 55 times running duo at teams is probably not going to happen this season. So going out and getting a very – you know, a guy that's coming from Penn State. So it's not like they're getting some guy from the Mac who's been roaming around. They're getting a guy from Penn State. They're getting a top 100 running back. They're getting a guy that's been coached. He's played in games. He's been through an elite program, elite everything for four years. So it's a depth piece, whatever that buzzword you want it to be. I think a very smart move. So behind the scenes, and plus Jared, you know, Parker was at Penn State when he was there, I believe, as a freshman. So he probably remembers him and knows of him and things of that nature. So okay. that's a good point. Smart move. You know, I think it's a very smart move for Notre Dame to bring in a guy. You know, when I say established, established is in, he knows how to work. He knows how to do the meetings. He knows how to do all that thing. And my biggie in all of this, people are like, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, we're not going to miss Logan Diggs. You're going to miss Logan Diggs. You, you just are. And those that don't think you are, I don't understand, but that's your opinion. They got a guy who, if Estime's out, who do you want pass throwing on third and seven? That's my big thing is you got guys that haven't done it or a guy that's done it in the Big Ten for four years. So it's a smart move. It's it's a really good move. And it works out and they have him for two years, so be it. And if it doesn't, he's a grad transfer and he moves on after this year, boom. They got an ES Williams next year and you've had a whole year of getting these young guys ready for 2024. So smart move by Notre Dame to bring him in. What do you have to lose? I mean, yes. it's a, I mean, you, you you have the scholarship numbers, need the depth. I mean, he's. I think he would have been number three on the Penn State running back depth chart. I think they have what is the sure. kid Patron Allen and Nicholas Singleton. Um, Singleton's a, a wow that I could write a book on that recruitment, but um, in terms of Notre Dame, um, but uh. Yeah, Ford comes to Notre Dame. He's gonna get a you know master's degree from from Notre Dame, and uh, good for him. I, I I hope he stays two years and and gets that. And uh, there's not really a downside for Notre Dame. I think it would be unwise again if you go into this season behind Audrey Gestime with you know two carries on on your roster. Like you you. you you needed to go get a, a depth piece here. I mean, it's not like at the quarterback position where you're playing one quarterback, right? You're going to play two, three running backs in a game. You needed this. And I should mention, Tim, while we put Chris Tyree as a wide receiver, 
he could always be there at running back, yes. right? So if Estime does get hurt, and you know, I personally am not expecting Chris Tyree to be like, you know, a top three guy in, in, in receiving yards or receptions on the team. That's just me personally. So you could always move Tyree back there. It should be mentioned. Uh, do you, do you any oh, thoughts no. on that? No, no, exactly. I mean, there's another guy, Chris Tyree, who's got three years in the running back room. So, I mean, he could go back there and, and run for 20 carries in a game if need be, if, if estimates out. Sure. That's, I mean, r- running backs riding a bike. It's just footwork. Boom. He hasn't done it. If he's out there running bubbles and quick outs and jet sweeps and all that, put him back, you know, work, work on his steps. He'll, he'll, he'll be no problem, but, yeah, but Tyree and then just bringing in – bringing in Ford's good because now it – see, this was one of the issues last year was Tyree. There was always rumors that they wanted to move Tyree to the slot, but they couldn't because, remember, Diggs got hurt in the spring. So you had to have Tyree as that second back going into the season. And then Price gets hurt. So then Tyree has to stay at running back for the entire season. So, I mean, you're looking there. I mean, we could love Jeremiah Love, all that stuff. I mean, he could – he could come out here and, you know, he could get injured just like Price did last year and he's gone. Price coming back from Achilles, which we don't know when he's going to be back. And to expect him to come back and be the same guy he was a year ago is fool's gold. It, it's not smart. And then Payne, Payne hasn't gotten over 10 carries in a game since the sophomore year in high school. Yeah. Right. Cause he was so banged up a lot his junior and senior year. So smart move from Notre Dame to bring him in. And um, yeah, like you're saying, it, it hurts nothing. Because they got scholarships. Here we were, what, six weeks ago, right? Mike Ty, oh my God, Notre Dame's at 95. No, no, no. They're no. at 95. How are they going to no. get 95? We, Notre Dame's at like 80. So they we got never 80. said that. We, we were no, just. No, no, we did it. That's, that's the message board. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love when you get on there and you always talk about it. It's always going to work itself out. And, uh, and here it is. They have open scholarships and they went out and got a good Penn State football player. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. At least I right. experience from Penn State. All right. Uh, few comments to get to before we wrap up tonight's show. Mike Nolan asks, how large do you expect this class to be? Hope we focus on high school guys and not portal unless Tyler wants to come back. I would say earlier in my career as a, as a recruiting writer, I, I would really focus on the total amount of guys that, you know, the school house covering is going to take in the class, but I've kind of changed that. Instead of looking at total number, I'll just go position by position. So quarterback, you got one, Right. And, and whatever this adds up to be, it adds up to me. Running back, I think Notre Dame will take two. Receiver, they it's looking like they're just going to stick with their three. Knock on wood that they keep them all locked in. It's a damn good receiver class. Tight end, I tight end's tricky because they got one committed. I They look like they want a second, but it doesn't seem like they've gone full on board with the second tight end, right? They're going after Carter. Jaden Riddell committed to Georgia last week. Uh, soon after I report, he's going to take an official to Notre Dame, which he was going to, and then that didn't work out because uh, Georgia. Um, like they're going to host Carter Nelson, but they don't really seem to have a backup option behind that just yet. So one to two tight ends, I would say three to four offensive linemen, four to five defensive linemen, I think three linebackers, and then I really anywhere between like four to six defensive backs. Yeah. And then I don't think, I think Notre Dame's days of taking specialists scholarship high school recruits is over. So there you go. Whatever numbers those end up being, you know, it'll be, you know, in the range of what I think Notre Dame did ended up with 24 last year. And then Hillman transfer or gets out of Zillow. I think it was the 23. 
We'll be somewhere in the 23 to 27-ish range pretty much every year. We'll see how NCAA rules change that, but that's that's kind of the gist. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know if Tyler's coming back to Notre Dame, but never say never, I guess. Yeah, Tyler's not going to come back. There's, he was already at Alabama thrown with the team I saw reported uh, today. So, yeah, he's there. Yeah, let's don't worry about that. But, yeah, when it says not portal, you're going to go to the portal what Notre Dame's done. They need a DN because of pass recruiting misses and whatnot. They need a strong side DN. They went and got – John Baptiste, you know, you get a you know, quarterback, obviously the big shakeup of the room kicker, your point. I, I love your point about, and you've mentioned this multiple times, just like there's a thousand kickers out there. Go find one every year from a South Florida, you know, where did a group become Arkansas state? There's yeah. teams all over. Find a guy who could kick, bring him in every year. You don't need to be doing scholarships unless it's just some freak. Or, or yeah, do your scholarship transfer, but you don't need a high school guy. No. You don't need to invest four years. Cause you can have a Josh Bryan doesn't yeah, want to Josh Bryan. who was the number one kicker in the country and he's not even here anymore. So, yeah. and as far as numbers go, just moving forward, the way this craziness is 25, man, just boom, get to 25. Is it 23, 26, whatever, just, it's going to be in that window because of transfers it's just the nature of the beast moving forward so yeah and i think they'll take about five or six transfers every year what are we at for this seven cycle? right is it seven oh i'm counting like caleb smith who's no longer on the team but right this is the most they've ever had correct let me pull it up go hartman so yeah. six. Oh, antonio carter schrader yeah, but so it'll be five after Caleb Smith. Are we forgetting somebody here? Is there somebody not listed? Oh, you don't, probably don't have the running back on the Penn State kid, right? Well, damn. Yeah. 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 So he's yeah, not. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be six. It would have been seven if Caleb Smith stayed. Yeah, so that's a good chunk. You got half a dozen guys, you know, and uh, it goes back to recruiting, keeping your guys. Guys are leaving. You know, replenishing with the few you have here, and then you just keep going out every year, just trying to find twenty-five new football players to come in and just keep this cycle rolling, 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 keep building depth. And if guys can't make it after a spring or one year, which Notre Dame's had five, six of those guys the last two years that have left before training camp. So, yeah. and uh, that's, and, and that may happen. Those are some of the, you know, obviously the low end guys that they go and sign, take a flyer on, which is fine. Take some of those guys. Some will hit like a Jason Anye and some will not like Alex Ahrensberger and he gets a degree and moves on. All right. Don't worry. We'll have to see your super chat. We'll get to that uh, to wrap up the show. But before uh, Notre Damon says, I could have swore Audric Estime Richard as a freshman. So, uh, so once I saw this, I pulled it up. He played 12 games as a true freshman um, and uh, obviously played a lot more than four games last year. So he was, he, he was a goal line blocker. He only had carries against like Georgia tech and maybe one other. That's probably what people are thinking about. 60, you know. 60 yards, seven carries. But yeah, he played in played in 12 games. He was a goal line blocker. You goal line blocker, I think maybe even kickoff return. So yeah, he was out there. But as far as a yeah, running back, yeah, he we didn't really see him until Georgia Tech. Jay Carr says, is Goolsby missing? Goolsby is uh Goolsby's alive and going just fine. Uh, we um yeah, I was gonna do a show with him. You know, the Sunday before I left, but it just did not work out. I, we were packing frantically, um, my wife and I, last Sunday. And then this past Sunday, just I was exhausted, to be completely honest. But we'll get Goosby on soon, um, for sure. Appreciate you asking. And then 
Um, to wrap it up with Domer Wap, he says, since we just passed Memorial Day, could Tim take a moment to share some details on his Marine service? We appreciate you, Tim. Yes, sir, Tim. Well, well I'll do a Tim Hyde special. And uh, I, I was 0311. I was in the infantry in the, in the Marines, stationed out of 29 Palms, California. And then I am going to give a tip of the hat to the gentleman why I volunteered. I volunteered when Gulf One hit, and I thought of my grandfather. I, you know, I, I've talked about this before. My grandfather was a huge Notre Dame fan growing up and he was a uh, 17 years old in Joplin, Missouri. And he went and lied on his, on his uh, enlistment into the Navy. Cause he wanted to get the heck out of Missouri. Nothing against Missouri. I've driven through it 12 times. I always drive through it, but anyway, and a couple months later he was hanging out in this little port in Hawaii and Pearl Harbor hit. And then my grandfather served all in the Navy doing many, many island hopping. So I'm going to talk more about my grandfather on Memorial Day, who served in World War II from Guadalcanal. His his boat was part of the Doolittle Raid, which is amazing. And then his uh, one of his last tours was the invasion of Iwo Jima. So he was there. So tip of the hat to Mr. Uh, Robert Bryan. Love it. Love it. Tim, can I get a true 30 seconds? Just it's yeah. completely random. How excited are you for Brendan Vernon to get to Notre Dame this summer? Are you as fired up as I am? Let's get it. Get him here. Throw him at strong side DN and just say, play the C gap and go as fast as you can. So we talked about this a lot. Since I started covering Notre Dame each year, you have a summer enrollee who comes in surprises, right? You know, I forget who the 2019 That's was. Good. Oh, Kyle Hamilton, but that wasn't really a surprise. Yeah, it's Clarence Lewis in twenty. Right. So Clar- Clarence Lewis, Joe Alt, Ben Morrison. Yep. Give me Brendan Vernon. Give me Brendan Vernon to come in this fall and be the. I mean, no one's talking about Brendan Vernon, right? 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 Kyle Hamilton. Everyone expected. Yeah, he's going to be the guy. Like even Jaden Mickey last year. Yeah, Jaden Mickey. Like they were Jaden Greathouse this year. They're on. You know, the, the Mike Singers of the world putting in there. They're, oh, here are the five true freshmen who can make an impact. No one was talking about Joe Walt, even as much as I love the guy. I didn't think he was going to be a true freshman impact guy, let alone this future All American that soon. Right? I thought it was going to be. Oh, uh, we'll get two years starting and you know, junior, senior year. But anyways, I don't want to get on a Joel tangent, but I think Brennan Vernon's the guy. Brennan Vernon is the guy. That's the guy we've talked about. He's the he's the easy pick out of the group because such a large group obviously showed up in the spring. But I'm, I'm with you. I hope they put him at strong side DN and just – you got two old, old dudes over there, Nana and, uh, you know, Baptiste and Let. Vernon just tee off and go as hard as he can. I would. I said it six months ago. I hope they find a way to get him 12 snaps a game. Get him out there for 12 snaps a game and use his energy. And with this comment, we will wrap up today's show. If you're just now tuning in and you're on YouTube, just grab the little cursor thing and just drag it all the way to the left. Swipe over, start over the show. And, uh, yeah, watch what you missed. We had some really good talk. Caleb Beasley, Notre Dame defensive line recruiting, Devin Ford, some really good stuff. Tim, appreciate your time, as always, um, and uh, for your service as well. Hug your loved ones, folks. Um, Watch some Notre Dame football highlights. Go to blueandgold.com. Those are always good things to do. Uh, And hit the thumbs up on this video. You know, to do that, subscribe to our channel for more content, $29.99. 
over at blueandgold.com. Great comment to end here. Tim, another insight to the person you are. Yes, and deferring to your family before you class. Tim's absolute class, except for his takes on Steve Angeli and, and, and Sam Hartman. Other other than that, now, the best. Yeah, quarterback take. We'll start, we'll start that. We'll start that again. Come August. Here we go. All right, folks. Appreciate you all. And as always, we'll catch you next time.